the other thing you mentioned was fun and the spirit of fun and seeing you talk i think the number one thing people get from the book is kind of the way of beauty and the spirit of beauty having known you i see almost as equally important as the spirit of beauty you have is the spirit of fun you bring as well yeah it has to be fun it has to be fun for everybody included that's why uh owen here opened up and it became mm. fun for everybody everybody's included. Mm. you saw that right so it's like yeah why not it should be fun it should never be heavy yeah. yes Heavy is a bad, 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 bad thing to be with a woman, including mm. your wife. Mm. So never be heavy. Heaviness is this is this energy. Listen, we have to talk. I need to sit down here because we have to have a conversation, and mm. and it becomes this this lower driving kind of like um, doom ridden energy mm. to have a talk. The phrase even yeah. since you hear that phrase, we, we screwed that one up. Like on the road with Knut and Nico, we turn a lot of the dark, heavy stuff and we mess it all up so there's no way that it can actually be dark or heavy anymore. <laughs> so I like to sit with a girl on the first or second date and say, listen, I've got something really serious I have to say to you. <laughs> it's not nothing by the end of it. And when it comes to a moment where actually there's something really serious I've got to say, when I try and be serious, it's like that it's got that seed planted in it that yeah. actually it can't be serious we all know that yeah. we have serious moments but just like mm. the yin yang there's always a spot of yeah light. serious uh, is good yeah. so you might be talking to a to a girl you've dated for five weeks and she tells you that her mother's sick mm. and she's sad serious is good and that's you know you're sitting in that in in the in the in the empathy of that mm. holding space with it heavy is bad heavy is like going into this defensive uh argumentative mm. explaining energy yeah explaining type of thing yeah for no reason yeah for no reason i don't allow heavy i don't want heavy serious no problem i'll sit i'll sit and listen and, and, I'll, and I'll i'll sympathize i'll empathize i'll hold your hand mm. i'll tell you what though in the moment when something pops up and man finds himself explaining himself or justifying himself mm. that moment to moment habitual way of doing that is so fast and so quick it's very difficult to catch oh, ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it in the moment yeah yeah it's very very difficult it's an automatic knee-jerk reaction that that comes from not from here you didn't think well now i'm going to get angry about this or mm. frustrated about this right it comes from yeah. within yeah actually this leads into another topic i'm quite interested in which i've noticed myself the difference between doing and being I think some people read all this stuff and they're on a date. I had it recently. We're having, it was a serious, it was not a heavy conversation. It was a serious one. We're having a really engaging topic about yeah. life and stuff. It was really interesting. And I went, oh no, I've got to do ease and light. This is getting too <laughs> intense. And I switched out of it, started cracking jokes. And she was like, what are you doing? I was really enjoying that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as well as all these principles, there's a, there's a bigger layer. It has to be authentic and it has to flow naturally. And maybe even the fact it's authentic and flowing naturally is even more important than the individual concepts. Yes. I think that's an important thing. That's a good way of saying it, yeah. Otherwise you catch yourself and go, oh, I've been too much higher energy, now I've got to do this yeah, yeah. sexual energy. And it's not right in the moment. Which is like, analytical thinking. Yeah, you go into your head and you think, I've got to do this. Now I'm going to get in my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check it with my head again. Okay, now you do this. Yeah. Yeah. But fun, like, it should be fun because we're all, you know... <clears throat> forgotten how to have fun what's your favorite joke right now uh boy you haven't got a clean one i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like me 
<laughs> what happens when you sit on a grape? It lets out a little wine. <laughs> there you go. That's it. There you go. Interrupting starfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So this is ironic. So I was just talking about flowing going the moment, and now I'm going to completely shift gears into another topic. It's unrelated to okay. the flow. No but it's next in the flow of the book, which is flakiness. Mm-hmm. Oh, because then I... Because I went in the book from this concept of being heavy. Yes. And and then I shifted into this concept of blaming women mm. for their bad behavior. Right. Right? So we blame women because women are, we are quote-unquote flaky. Mm. They say they're going to meet us and then they cancel last minute. Yeah. Or we go on a date with them. And they, and they seemed like they were sure having a lot of fun. That mm. didn't seem fake at all. They were like engaged mm. and fun. The second date, they were kind of like a little bit more distant, <clears throat> a little bit more quiet. The third date, fourth date, they're, you can't get a hold of them. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm really busy these days. And yeah. In other words, you, woman, you lied to me. Because on the first date, you laughed at my jokes. And you liked, and you said you wanted to come mm. see me. And you were excited. And I could feel that. Right? So you misrepresented that because now you're not interested. You flaked. Mm. We blame women. You see? Mm. So, but what we never recognize in there is that, which we're getting into the next section, Mm. which is the concept that uh, we never showed her anything in us other than that nice guy's spirit on the first two, three days. We never showed her any kind of of passionate uh, sexual Mm. energy that she just, without knowing it, she just kind of drifted away and lost interest which we'll talk about, I think, in the next chapter. Yeah. Because it's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. I'm also interested in another thing. I'm sure lots of guys have found this. I'm potentially go on a couple of dates that goes really well. And then either one of you goes into the patch for life where just logistically it's not possible. One of you may be traveling, or some might go into like the exam season of their right. university. Uh, or if you're working, you might go into a really intense work period. You're working really heavy. And even though you both want to see each other, it's difficult to meet up. And often what happens is you have this great energy at the beginning and just like every week it kind of has this sipping energy where it goes down and down and down mm-hmm. just through circumstance. What do you do in that situation where you can kind of feel the energy going? How do you bring well, that back? Like I said, um, hmm. I mean, logistics are logistics. Mm-hmm. You're flying across the, you know, across the world. You can, you can attempt to maintain a long distance relationship. So it's a difficult thing to do. Mm. You know, long distance relationships are not easy. Mm. And if somebody's successful in that and keeping that going for three, four years or whatever, mm. that's pretty impressive to me. Right? So I don't know, like, like it, that's a big question. How do you keep the love alive over a distance or over, uh, and the distance could be in the same town, but yeah. she's completely caught up, like I said, in, in exams or, you know, trying to pass the bar or something, all right? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Because the danger I found is something I'm guilty of is what can happen is we had a really fun conversation and you had the energy and it just gets into logistics, logistics, logistics. Whereas you had fun, it's like, okay, I'm free for this amount of time next Thursday. So I'm doing this. Yeah, because the scheduling. You know, it becomes like a business meeting scheduling. Yeah. And I think it's important. It's one of my big learnings. You always have to keep that spirit of fun. 
even though there's a frustration, okay, you can't do this day, I can't do this day, and then I'm going here for two weeks, you can't do it. It's always having that spirit of fun between it. Otherwise, it just kind of goes. Brrr. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy because you want to see each other, and you know, and and you get a frustration because of mm. the, the the thing that's blocking you from seeing each other. Yeah, and that's that's life. <laughs> that's the way it is. That's life. That's life. I think that's yeah. why you're saying um, design your life. You know, we talk about uh, like that happens in London, right? That's mm. where my mind goes to when you think yeah, about London, that. Yeah met a woman, met a girl on Monday night in London and it was great. And then Tuesday, oh, she lives an hour and a half away and then work gets in the way and the memory of the yeah. magic fades yeah. and then yeah. meet someone else and it's hard to actually get the initial spark off the yeah. road in a city like that. And it's like, I think the only real remedy, well, the only thing that I've done <laughs> that's actually worked as a remedy is to renounce that kind of lifestyle and not live in a big city like London and... Uh have a way of living which is much more open that gives me time and flexibility and I gravitate towards women that have that kind of schedule. Mm. I don't have any strong bit of advice for a man who's no. working like a 14-hour corporate mm. job other than to work less hours. Yeah, it's tough. If, 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 yeah, yeah. if you want to spend the maximum amount of time in the land of women, the best way is to not work. <laughs> or yeah. date your work colleagues or date your neighbours where there's no like transit time. You exactly. get to yeah. spend time. I've always felt it powerful to, if I'm uh, working in a certain place or studying a certain thing, it's powerful to to be in those places and the kind of relationships that can get born out of that sort of intensity. There's, there's a little bit of a phenomenon with people working in uh, like an environment or a restaurant where the, the, the waitresses and the chefs kind of hook up. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, that's true. It always happens. Yeah. If you're that in such close quarters for so long, job working, you've got so much in common, right? Get a job working in a bar, that's all you have to do. <laughs> I have a guy, that I'm talking, <laughs> a guy that I'm talking to now and he lives in LA mm. and he's got a good job but he has to commute. Mm. He's got a long commute in the morning in the traffic, a long commute in the evening, and he's tired, you know. And his whole thing is, I would like to meet girls, but hardly. What do you say? Mm. He has no time, and and in his job, and in his commute, there's no opportunity to interact or you know wander into the path of women. It just doesn't happen. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's guys that that you know that have we've talked over the years who say, listen, I live in pump handle Iowa and there's like 3,000 people there and I would like to get a supermodel girlfriend <laughs> you know I mean? um, can you coach me to that <laughs> yeah. it's structural solutions you reinvented your life because you had a different priority than, than uh, following the, the corporate dream you said I mm. want to go and live in Brazil for instance yeah. and, mm. and live in different countries Argentina's like that so that I can explore these other sides of myself well, you know, that was the thing that I told public people. The deeper reason was I like the girls in Brazil. And I <laughs> that was the driving factor. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's quite a, an important point. Again, I think of marketing. So, marketing guys, that you can have the best product in the world. If you're in the wrong market, it's not going to work. There you go. It's the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. And I think for some guys, for me included, you can have, you're a certain type of guy. You might be born in a certain country. Sometimes your energy isn't fit to that country. It's like you're born in the wrong country. Right. You can take someone like Jordan, who's very spiritual, very deep. As soon as you move to someone like Boulder, we have that community. You're kind of more naturally in tune with people. Right. 
And that's not a bad thing for people to explore and travel because they can be up against this kind of wall, things aren't working, maybe they're in a really town where it's superficial and people are looking at this going, this is really deep, this is never going to work on my Doesn't, own town. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we'll move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the craziest thing I see even with guys that come here to Bucharest is they'll all follow you and Kelly to player or Gaia or one of the big mm. clubs and then stand around like not knowing what to do. Yeah. It's like... Get out of the big clubs, get, get out of the old city, take a five-minute walk, and you'll start yeah. finding some hipster cafes or a bohemian yeah, club yeah, or yeah. a different kind of scene, and it's going to be easy for you to talk to everybody. Mm. And again and again, guys are thinking, well, everybody else is going to the nightclub, so I'm going to go to the right. nightclub where there's the abundance, but it looks abundant, but it's a actually it's not, yeah. it's not for them. The nightclub is a fool's game. It really is. I think we could talk about that in a way of men. Yes, okay. Yeah. Right, man. We will. The next episode. Sorry, the next topic is kind of empathy and leading to that why you don't kiss and tell discretion. Oh, the respect. The respect, yeah. Yeah, you know, a man who loves women and who has women in his life, this guy, has such a profound respect for the plight of women mm. who are judged mm. in 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 disproportionate ways that men are judged and men can have a lot of girls and that's the way he is mm. a woman has a lot of guys or has abundance that way or is, is, is more free uh, in a physical way is absolutely judged mm. and and so this guy knows that if there's an experience uh, an evening uh, walking into the stars anything like this she has to have the feeling in her that her friends are not going to say, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, who's that guy? Mm. You know, or her family's not going to be finding out something mm. or, or coworkers. And so this, that's why there's, there's these, these concepts out there of, um, in this modern, uh, internet age, mm. where there's entire, you know, forums and websites that are devoted to so-called field reports, which is, mm. I met this girl, I said this to her, uh, she resisted this this way, but she stopped resisting after I did this, mm. and then I did this, and, and she took her top off, and she wouldn't go further than that, and then I finally convinced her to take her panties off, and I did this, and I, I you know, in, in this entire, like, play-by-play, um, or even, not even that, necessarily, but even just telling your buddies, hey, guys, guess what happened to me last night? <laughs> mm-hmm. Score. Remember that girl I was with? Now, she, if she knew that you were saying that, mm. she feels small and, like, and, yeah. and, and judged. Yeah. And that something between you two was kind of like, that was, was a private thing, is now exposed. Yeah. So this, so this is why I wrote in here, a true lover of, of women, a real man, mm. never kisses and tells. Mm. He never goes and brags to his buddies. He doesn't need the validation. He doesn't need the notch on his bedpost. Yeah. He doesn't need to say, guess what I did. He doesn't, he lies the other way. Most guys mm. will, will kind of lie. Hey, what happened with Rich with you and that girl? I was like, oh yeah, she was all over me, man. Yeah. And right. really she gave you a kiss on the cheek and went <laughs> home. But you want to look cool. Yeah. Right. And Owen here, who's a, who's a lover of women. Uh, when we say, Hey, we saw you with that girl last night. What happened? Oh, it's great. We, we had a long walk into the stars. It's fantastic. Great girl. Did mm-hmm. you have sex with her? What did you do? She said, we had a long walk into the stars. It's like, you honor that because mm-hmm. women are judged. Yeah. There's a respect in that. There's a respect in that. It's like saying, you know, I will, I will, I will hold that space and 
and I don't need to go and brag it. And the, and the amazing thing about it is, if women know that, no one's going to find out. Mm. If women know that no one's going to find out, they really believe that, they're like, really? <laughs> oh. Well, now let's have a conversation. Let's, let's talk. I'm reminded <clears throat> of something that happened when I was in Las Vegas. And I was staying at this, this place, and, and there was a girl who was actually a stripper there. Shouldn't this be staying in Vegas? <laughs> For the purpose of this conversation, I'll, I'll uh, break that rule. <laughs> she was, so she was a stripper and she was with uh, a guy there. And I was talking to her one night and and, and she, she asked me about it. I was getting on quite well with him and I was friendly with everybody. And um, I can't remember the question she asked me. It was about, uh, oh, I think I, I brought it up. So did you, did you like him? Was he, was he good to you? Something like that. And she said, yeah, yeah, what did you think of him? I said, uh, if I'm honest, um, you know, he was, he was a bit braggy about, about, about her. Um, so she said to me that... It kind of felt like he was, uh, she was a prize, like a, a trophy, you know, in a way. To show up. Yeah. Look what I got, look what I, look what I won in my... The way yeah. he, and that was the way he, he told me about it. Yeah. It's like the trip last night. Yeah, there's like this, I mean, guys think that that's educational and it helps other men to learn, you know, what I had to do to get this girl on my bed, mm. right? And to think so it, other people can learn from it. I just, I don't buy into it because I believe discretion is incredible. Mm. And discretion is is a strong thing that, and if women believe that you're discreet, there's in discretion throughout everything you do and say. She, this is it's a it's a it's a very valuable thing for her. It's kind of a bit like a, uh, there's a bit of conspiracy in there too, and it's a bit mysterious, yeah. you know. You're yeah, like, and it's a, our us against the world again yeah. that we talked about. Mm. The coolest thing I found about "Don't Kiss and Tell," don't know how much of an effect I got from the oh when other women find out they're going to be interested I think. <laughs> mm. but I certainly noticed that after having been with a woman once and coming back to where I, I was uh, rather than telling any of the guys around me what had happened I'd keep it all inside and it would be all this energy like saved up for me mm. and as soon as I saw her the second time it was just for us again so it was yeah, like yeah, doubled yeah, or tripled yeah. no and, one I, knows and, you can, yeah. and I noticed that every single time I tell one guy or one girl that I was with someone last night, or that something happened, that's a little bit of energy that seeps out of the interaction. And when I see her again the next time, it's like, I'm kind of less excited to see you now because I've been mm -hmm. talking about you with this and that I person. shared it with someone else. It's like bottling it all up just for you and her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I found it to be explosive for me. It's almost yeah. like a listen affair in some ways. Yeah, it's, it's your secret garden. It's your like, betrayal. Yeah, it's, and it's a betrayal. I feel like it's a betrayal. Because my unspoken contract with women who connect with me is this is, and maybe my spoken one is this is for you and me, and no one needs to know this. And I will not betray that. I will never betray that, right? Uh, however, let me make a distinction. I don't care if people know. It's not something I'm trying to hide. Yeah. Right? If she goes and tells all her friends, oh, I slept with that guy or whatever, that's okay. Mm. Tell all your friends. Go tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them. Mm. That's a good thing. Right? Word That's of okay. mouth marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word of mouth. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> Tell all your friends. 
So I don't mind if people know, but it's not going to come from me. She mm. tells people, she's a kid, I'm good. But I'm going to protect that, that unfair judgment mm. that the yeah. world casts upon her. I think there's a bigger principle at um, play here as well, is what are you doing it for? Like we talked about beauty and celebrating women. The real hidden agenda is I'm doing this so I can feel good about myself or so I can brag to my friends or so, hey, you're the hot girl in my profile picture on Facebook. Uh-huh. Yeah. If that's your energy, then it's going to be needy, it's objectification, and it's just a vicious spiral. You're yeah, in it for the yeah. wrong reasons. It's like being in a job for money. It's in it for the completely wrong reasons. Yeah. Exactly right. That's the last concept. But maybe, maybe tying it up, that's quite a nice one. That's, that's that chapter. Authenticity. And the way of the natural, for. huh? That's yeah. We've done it. Did we do the whole thing? Did we talk about new things, which is important? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we did. I think that was that was a, a good enlightening conversation for me too. I really like that. Yeah. Very powerful. I think we're done. We need to go.